Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the eighth episode of the YouTube Business Academy podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to start a YouTube automation business. We're going to go over it very in-depth, step-by-step, so relax, sit back, and pay attention to our conversation with my business partner and co-host, Ron. So without further ado, I'm passing on this trophy to Ron. Yes, thank you, George. Yeah, let's get started with uh, with how to start a YouTube automation business. There are some steps you need to take when you start when starting out, and especially the first couple of steps are very important. Um, like YouTube automation is a pretty broad term. It basically means you have a YouTube channel, and on the back end you automated all the things, so the script writing, the video editing, the thumbnails, and so forth. So that's like what YouTube automation is. But within YouTube itself. You also have different kind of niches, actually. Like you, you can do search-based content, you can do shorts, you can do suggested content, so more videos that go viral. So before starting with YouTube automation, it's very important you you consider what kind of niche within YouTube you're going for. Like for example, shorts can be interesting for you uh, because of the new monetization update, but maybe you're more into long-form content, then you can aim for maybe suggested content. Um, so first decide, okay, what, what kind of interest do I have? What kind of videos do I want to make? Um, and based on that, you can pick like the area you're going into with YouTube automation. Um, good thing to know, like if you have a low budget, a search and shorts, you can start off uh, with as low as $3 per video or even $2 per video. So if you're on a low budget, it's certainly interesting to uh, to check out those two. If you have a little bit higher budget and you can make longer videos, I would do like the suggested slash browse uh, videos. Um, yeah, but it depends on what you want yourself. And then it's very important to choose a specific niche. Um, like for example, do you want to go to into sports or entertainment or maybe about health or like it can basically be everything. So that's like step two. So first you choose the niche within YouTube automation, then the niche on actual on YouTube itself. So what kind mm -hmm. of content do you want to make? Yeah. And George, we both uh, made a mistake uh, like a couple of, nah, it's already a long time ago. We both went into the money-making niche. Yeah. Please, huge warning. Don't go into the money-making niche, really don't. And I, I did it for three months and I think I spent around two to three K. Um, yeah, George, don't laugh at me because you're the same. Uh, but it shows like, it's very it's a very important step to choose the right the right niche because if you're like a couple months in you already spend a lot of money and if you're yeah. then switching it's just a waste of money so think about it and like we did an interview with uh, john john Corres. he's a very mm -hmm. big guy in uh, in suggested and browse youtube videos and he says like do something that you enjoy that you have knowledge about uh, that's why you're already a step ahead of the competition because you just know more yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like what he said about instead of you, because a lot of basically what John said is that a lot of the most common mistake for beginners to do is to, you know, open up a channel about finance and then open up a channel about sports and then open up a channel about personal development. And he said that that's a big mistake. And if he would be starting over again and if he knew everything that he, knew, he knows now, he would basically choose one niche and just dominate it, right? Go like all in on that one niche. So if like he said that he is heavily invested into sports, 
So he would, you know, open up one channel for, uh, first, grow that, open up another second channel about sports, and then build like a network of, of these channels that are all doing one thing. Because the better you know your niche, the the basically the idea here is that you need to get so good that you don't care about telling other people about your channel. That's like the ultimate level of of being, you know, a dominant thing. You're, yeah. you're like, hey, I don't care. Guys, this is what I do. You want to you wanna try to replicate me? Good luck doing that, you know? That's yeah. the level you want to get to. And this is kind of my personal aim as well. I want to be so big that I don't even care people knowing my business, right? Because, hey, like, you know what Jeff, Be Jeff Bezos does? He does Amazon. But can you go and replicate that? Well, I mean, good luck with that, right? All like it's it's a really heavy, intensive yeah. business. So same thing here. The higher the barrier to entry, the um, uh, yeah, the, the basically the harder is going to be for anyone to enter. The bigger your walls around you are. Yeah, I agree. And uh, we did an assignment with some of our students within YBA, and maybe it's a good assignment for the listener right now as well. Like make a list, maybe a top 10 of niches you're maybe interested in and like just do some brainstorming. It can, it can be lit literally about anything because there's an audience for like everything, for dogs, for cats, for sports, for I don't know, it's, it, it's crazy. So just make a list what you enjoy and maybe out of that list look, look at it and think, hmm, these three things, these three topics or niches, that, that's the one I really like and then Check out on check out on YouTube. Search for those uh, topics or those niches, and see if there are, are any competitors. Like, look at their views, look at their subscriber count, account. How are, are they doing? Uh, like, look at the comments. How is their audience responding? And if you can see they have a decent amount of views, um, that's already a good indi indication that people are looking for that kind of content. Yeah. Um, and a very big win is even if you're seeing the videos and you're thinking, hey. I can do this way better because I know more about the topic or yeah. you can invest more in terms of video editing or video topics. And then you have a very big chance that you will succeed because there is like a proof of concept. Uh, there are already channels uh, getting views, getting subscribers. And if you then just do it better than those channels on the long term, you will probably outperform them. So mm. that's maybe a small assignment you can do. Make a list and look on YouTube for a proof of concept. And you know, you said that there are many different things, right? And people talk a lot, like there's a lot of different niches, right? You can do content about anything. And this got me thinking when I was a kid, you would turn on the TV, right? And that was what you would be watching. Whatever those people on the other end decide that this is what they're going to uh, air at this particular time, that's what you're going to be watching, right? Yeah. Now, or like not now, but in the past 20 years, it has flipped completely upside down. Now people decide what they're going to watch, right? And this resulted in this kind of explosion of different niches. I mean, have you ever heard until recently what is mukbang? It sounds familiar, but I don't that's know when it is, That's yeah. when they eat food on camera. Oh yeah, it's big in, in, in China, right? Yeah, I think it's called like mukbang or something like that. It sounds they just yeah. film themselves eating. Yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, that yeah. ASM ASMR, <laughs> ASMR yeah. right? Gaming yeah, videos. If you told executives of big media companies twenty years ago, "Hey, let's film people playing video games on their computer and film their screens and, and put it out," 
they'd be like, you're crazy. Why would anyone watch someone else playing a video game? Yeah. Which, now yeah. which now resulted in a crazy industry. I mean, talking about Twitch and everything, right? Yeah, I, I, the crazy thing is, I, like, what I find crazy is people that are streaming their daily life. They're walking on the street and they're just filming themselves and they have like thousands of people watching. Like, yeah. I would never thought that would happen, but it's it's happening. It's 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 absolutely crazy the time we live in and it all really comes down to your like, you know, creativity and your ability to capture attention, right? You need to like I think it really comes down a lot to self-studying as well. You need yep. to be an interesting person. You need to understand what grabs the attention of people. Try to look for patterns when you're interacting with other people and you're talking and you know, you're telling stories. There are certain phrases and certain words that trigger the reactions of the group or whatever. And if you have if you reflect and you observe what is triggering that in a group setting, you're going to become a better storyteller. You're going to become a more captivating, you're going to have a more captivating personality basically, right? And I think it's very important, even if you're like an introvert, an introvert, it doesn't matter. Just that basically is going to increase your value as a human being. When your value is higher, everything you ever wished for in life and maybe the, even the things that you couldn't even imagine are going to come your way. The more value you add to society, the more is going to get back to you. Agreed. So make that list like a top three, find your proof of concept. And then you've probably have one topic left that you're thinking like, ah, oh, this is the, the best one because they're, they're like, that's the most proof of concept that's like available or you have a good feeling about it. And then you just have your niche and then you should just go for it because there are always, you can always pivot a little bit within your YouTube channel. So it's not like you can always change. But then when you have your niche, it's important you find the right freelancers that can do the work for you. So before we get into the freelancers, can I quickly give an example of a niche that I recently oh yeah. found super interesting? Okay, so recently I've been, I love climbing, right? Rock climbing, bouldering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and recently I've been kind of doing it a little more than usual, right? And then I, I told the guys about it. I sent them a video. Uh, Ron sent me a video of this guy called Alex Honnold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he did like this free solo thing of a, a mountain in California. It's called El Capitan or something like that. It's insane, right? It's like, it's crazy. But the point here and, and that I'm trying to say is that that same day that Ron sent me a video, guess what? I go to my YouTube feed and there is a video recommended and there's like, he, he should have died or some crazy like thumbnail or title like that. And then there's a guy hanging by one finger on, on a rock and there's like nothing. He doesn't have a rope, anything like that. And guess what? I click on that video. I watch that video. It was a great YouTube automation video. You can clearly see that there's a script, editing, nice voiceover. I click on the channel. I can't remember what's it called, Climbers Crag or something like that. It has like 77,000 subscribers at the time I'm recording this. And it's just great, right? It's a, it's a nice little niche for people who are rock climbing. I would never think I would watch something like that. But hey, there it is. I watched three, four videos, probably made a couple of euros to the guys who are doing that channel. And I subscribed. I think it was pretty cool. So look also uh, in terms of your interests and passion, like even if it's a small thing, you know, um, that's the beauty about the internet. There is, like Ron said, an audience for anything, <laughs> literally. But let's move on to the whole freelancer and hiring thing, man. Yes. So you found your niche or you selected your niche. And since it's YouTube automation, 
we're not going to do everything ourselves. Like that's the whole automation game. So for example, if you're doing the long form videos or shorts or search, basically it's for every area, uh, you need to have a script writer, someone that's making the outlines of the actual video and what they're going to say, uh, like the whole story that keeps people engaged with your video. So you need a script writer that's making that. Uh, then you need a voiceover that's narrate, narrating the whole story uh, in, of course, an engaging way. Make sure you like speak to your audience, especially when you're into rock climbing. They probably use certain terms or the way they speak. Like it's it's probably different than I don't know uh, a video about health. You know, uh, so talk to your audience directly. Find a good voiceover that matches with your with your audience and your topics. Then you need to find the video editor. The video editor will look at your script and uh, will add your voiceover to some video footage, do some nice transitions, um, make it engaging. Especially the first 30 seconds is very important on YouTube to keep the viewer hooked in. Yes. Um, so YouTube will push out the video. Uh, but maybe even more important is the thumbnail and the title. So you need a thumbnail artist that can make a very engaging thumbnail that fits perfectly with you, your video, but especially your video hook, the first 30 seconds. Yeah. Because if you watch a certain thumbnail and you read a title, you expect something. And if you're don't, if you don't deliver the first 30 seconds, uh, if it doesn't match with the thumbnail, like people will, will go away or like go to another video and mm -hmm. your whole retention rate will, uh, will go down. Yeah. So that's basically the, the things you need. The script writer, voiceover, video editor, thumbnail artist, then you're basically much, uh, then you're basically there. So you could probably maybe do something yourself if you don't have the full budget, but like those, those four steps you need. And then you can basically publish your video. And yeah, that, that's maybe the easiest part. <laughs> for, <laughs> for all of the uh, perfectionists out there who are like, I gotta make it perfect before I publish. Shout out to, to John Chorus for giving me this framing it's called 3T, topic, title, thumbnail. So these are the most important things for a successful video, according to him. And that's what Mr. Beast says as well. And yeah, that's like a kind of everyone agrees on that. But then for the video, don't stress if it's, you know, there's a little mistake, right? You don't need to go back all the way to the script writing process or to the voiceover and redoing it because the narrator, for example, said a name incorrectly or something like that. Like yeah. aim, and Ron and I, we like to do this as well. Like we aim to get things done 80% good. But the key here is that we aim to get them done. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the important. key, you know? You have to get it yeah. done 80% good but then focus on what matters, which is the topic, title, and the thumbnail. Yeah, three and it will, it will never be perfect in the end. And always, especially if you start out, if you watch your first video after like a couple of months, you're <laughs> like, oh, how could I ever publish that first video? But it's like a whole process. And especially with YouTube automation, it's very, very important. You just start off, you start building a team, start publishing videos, you get some data in from YouTube, you see yeah. what's working, what's not working, and you slowly optimize from there. And indeed what George said, like the, the thumbnail is very, very important because if people are clicking on your video, YouTube will push it, push it out more. And if you then also can keep the viewer's attention the whole video, th those two things like the thumbnail, the click-through ratio, and the video uh, retention, if you can get those, those two things optimized, yeah, you can go viral pretty, not quickly, but, the, the, the chance of going viral is more, more likely.
Um, yeah. I think also yeah. another interesting thing that John said, and yo, I can't like I'm emphasizing, I'm kind of referencing the conversation with with, with John we had. By the way, go to uh, YBA uh, channel or podcast. Listen, no, not the, not the podcast. Go to the YBA. No, it's actually on my channel. Go to my yeah. channel and watch the interview that we did with John because it's packed with value. But one yeah. thing that I want to bring up is he said about um, how they started a channel and it was like the an- anticipation niche. And basically what I got from it is that they were doing content about like shows on Netflix, right? Um that are ones that are coming out and, and they were doing like general, like different shows. But then what they noticed, and this is a point about analyzing and looking into data, is that videos specifically about the show Stranger Things were getting way more traction than other shows. So what they did is they started doing content only about Stranger Things show. And they attracted an audience of those people because the algorithm said that, hey, like not said, but the, the audience preferred that. Yeah. And then they just doubled down and over sudden now they have a channel. And then when the whatever season got released, but, the channel blew up. But it's good to make a note here. Like it's pretty much a cash grab because if Stranger Things ends, your YouTube channel will die out as well because your mm-hmm. audience likes Stranger Things. So it's more short-term based. Well, like if this, if this whole, whole show is for like three or four years, you can make a big like a lot of money in those years but it's not like a five or ten year business probably we don't yeah. know like if they make 10 seasons you have enough content to uh, to, to publish but that's something to keep in mind yeah um but also something you mentioned uh, to grow your channel more quickly is to hijack certain trends basically so if you're seeing certain things happening within your niche jump on it as quickly as possible so you can ride the the wave you know especially with certain trends there are not many videos yet on youtube about that specific trend but people are looking for it and if you're the one that's making the video uh, the quickest that's also again like if you just make it 80 percent right it's fine as long as you're one of the the first to publish the video you give us an example views. ron yeah i did it with the, with the shorts indeed i got like a, a shorts channel I have a short channel and I, I jumped on a trend and I got like a million views within 24 hours. Um, so it went pretty quick. Right. So, but it's it's important to, uh, to, to watch the trends closely. And again, then we come again to the beginning. If you're very interested in your niche, it's very easy to spot those trends because you're just knowing where, where it's heading to without yeah. too much effort. Um, I think yeah. this I think this nicely ties into this idea and <laughs> I like how you're always so like kind of technical like on the business and not more like you know you got to be this that kind of this man or you got to develop these habits but just talking overall like what do you said now about staying on the trends like like f- following the trends right I think it's overall about just being on the edge in your industry right so like we do YouTube full time right so we watch a lot of YouTube. We analyze a lot of YouTube, right? We talk to a lot of people who do YouTube. And we try to stay on the edge. We read all the latest releases. We look at all the news. We look at all the videos that are trending. We try to read about it, study it. So it's like whatever it is that you are doing, you want to be the best at it. You want to be like at the edge and then always look for new things that are coming up. Let's say that you would be to be um, a, a a biologist or something, right? Or a physicist, right? There's a certain extent of knowledge that is available to us, like physics, right? 
And then like people who are at the edge, they have learned everything up until that point. And now they're just competing on this one thing, like at this edge of like, what's the like the next breakthrough. And that's, I think what it is, uh, the game here as well. Like you want to get to the edge, right? And then you want to compete with the big boys, right? And for that, you need discipline. You need to study. You need to, basically it all comes down to you as, and that's what Alex Hermosi talks about. It's like you, it all comes down to what kind of, industry, whatever, whatever, but it also comes down to what kind of you are as an entrepreneur. Do you have what it takes to become great? And it doesn't, you're not born with it. You don't buy it or anything. You build it up right over time. Yeah, it takes time for sure. And also maybe to add, to go back a little with the John Corris thing, the the video on your channel, we also have a mastermind right now on the channel. If you're now listening uh, with John and that probably has a lot of value as well. So make sure to check it out on the YouTube Business Academy uh, YouTube channel yep. or in Discord, of course. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in the end, it, it's about the entrepreneur. And yeah, I, I think especially with YouTube automation, in the end, it's pretty simple. Like you have a team that does the work. You need to spot uh, good video topics, uh, write some trends, and you won't make videos of like good, perfect videos right away. You probably never will, but you need just to get started. And in the end, you will, like each video will, will get better. And in the end, you will find your audience um, that will find your videos as well. Especially if you have found the proof of concept that's working and you're doing it better than them. Then mm. on the long long term, you will, you will grow your channel. And I think we covered basically in this whole episode how to start a YouTube automation uh, business. And yeah. to me, it's, it's it's actually uh, pretty easy, I think. Let's add a little, I'll add a little bonus points here for everybody who is listening now and they're, and they're like, you know what? Like, this is great. I like this. So uh, the, bon- the bonus here is, and this is what, once again, what John, I'm telling you, it's a really value-packed conversation. But we talk about external monetizations, how the real money is made there. And I asked John, John about that. I was like, do you do anything? Do you have any plans? And he said that he didn't quite get there yet, but he's working to, he has... He has planned, but he hasn't executed. And the idea is that, like we said, you dominate one niche. So you have like five, six channels in one niche. And then you reach out to startups and you say, hey, we have this network of channels. We're bringing in combined this many views per month. We're publishing X number of videos. Would you like to promote your business across all of the channels? And you can imagine that the check for that company is going to be way higher. So that's kind of the professional way, I would say, of thinking about this, right? You're kind of almost like creating content to promote a company, but you're still doing it through these YouTube channels. But yeah, the bonus point here is basically think about from day one, or not not think about it, but keep in the back of your mind, how would you be able to monetize this channel externally? And this example that I always come back to, Charisma on Command. Like, they are doing such a great job of this. And I just, it just makes a lot of sense in my head to tie your business revenue and income to the views rather than to the RPM. Because the RPM, you have no control over it. It fluctuates. What's RPM, George? We're here in a beginner video. RPM, okay? How much you make per thousand, right? The RPM can fluctuate. It can go up and down, but it's up to you how many videos you publish and what are the views you get because views come down to skill. It doesn't come down to luck or anything like that. And when you're tying in your income to uh, 
the the views you're getting i think that's very very smart and that's where you can make the the, the real money yeah so that's kind yeah. of i think this sense. is a nice uh, one for next episode where we can cover like external monetization ways um since there is indeed way more uh, ways to make money next to youtube so i love that topic. yeah all right all right and i think this is a nice way to end this as well ron thank you so much for your time and for your yes. input thank, thank you, you so much for listening watching and subscribing if you haven't done it already make sure to press that now white button oh yeah it changed yeah and then also lastly if you haven't already make sure to join youtube business academy by clicking the first thing down in the description or typing in, in your browser youtube business dot academy forward slash join and on that we're gonna leave you here thank you so much for watching listening and subscribing we'll see you guys next week Ciao. yes bye bye